So last time I was preaching a few weeks ago and the few kind of before that, it's a bit of a follow-on to that. One of the things we were looking at was uh, that we're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. We're looking at our inheritance, that we're children of God. And within, within the Sermon on Inheritance, we spoke about the, the land, that the land that the Israelites had was very large, that the, what they were called to go and inherit, they never actually fully went into and inherited. And what's actually open to us is a very large inheritance. So I don't know if you guys remember that, but um, if you don't, go back and listen to that sermon. And the, the encouragement from those weeks was to take hold of all that God's promised for us, take hold of everything that he's putting there before us, everything that he's made available to us. And the week before that, we were speaking about a life led by the Holy Spirit, that the children of God are led by the Holy Spirit, that he leads us into the fullness of life that Jesus said that he came to bring that it's not in our own efforts or our own kind of force of will or personality but it's by the Holy Spirit that we need to lead life and so today I kind of want to bring these big like they're mega truths to think on and meditate on bring these spiritual truths together that we're led by the Holy that we're led by the Holy Spirit that we're heirs of God that we're co-heirs with Christ that a lot has been promised to us that a lot is available to us and I want to bring these truths together and in the context of that look at the dreams in our hearts because it's easy just to say you know God's got a big dream for you go go do it but this context is so important. And for me, I still tell people, I, I think I'm still kid at heart because I still think of the year as September to September, not January to, January to December. So for me, it's very much the beginning of a new year right now. I think a lot of you guys who are teachers too, you feel similar that you guys are going back into a, um, a, new, a new school year, that it's the beginning of something new. <clears throat> and the big idea for today is this. The big idea for today is this. God has wired us to dream. God has wired us to dream. And the Holy Spirit leads us into that dream or leads us into those dreams. The power of a dream can change the world. The power of a dream can change the world and we're called we're called aren't we to be world changers and to do that we need to be big dreamers who are led by him big dreamers led by the holy spirit god's a big dreamer he's a big dreamer god has a big dream for humanity he's got a big dream for all creation that there would be a new heaven and a new earth that, there, that we would dwell with him for eternity. It's an unimaginably beautiful dream. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, that we can't fathom, that the things that he has prepared for those who love him. It's his dream that even now here on this earth, that we would see his kingdom come, that we would see his kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Here's a thought. If you are, have a propensity to big dreams, because some people are more wired to just the crazy out there dreams, here's a thought. You can't outdream God. You can't outdream God. Nothing you can dream 
would ever seem too crazy or too unimaginable to God. You can't dream too big. Sometimes with dreams, we get the spark of a dream. There's something, I think probably all of us have experienced this, a spark of a dream, something there, a flash in our souls. And somewhere deep inside of us, it's there, but far too quickly, before it catches any flame, it gets extinguished for a whole variety of reasons. Sometimes it may just be doubt, sometimes unbelief, sometimes fear, maybe just bad words we repeat to ourselves. God could do that, but he wouldn't do that for me. And so today, for for us as a people, for, for anyone listening on the podcast, today is about taking those old sparks and igniting new sparks, re-sparking those old sparks again. It's about giving ourselves permission in the Holy Spirit to be led into the dream. It's about being reminded that he'll lead you into the dream. Maybe today you're living the dream, but actually you've forgotten it's the Holy Spirit who needs to lead you in that. And you've been struggling and you're persevering and you're pushing, you're moving everything forward in your own strength, but it's him. You need him to lead you. Today isn't just for the pioneers. It's not just for the kind of entrepreneur types. It's for everyone. Because the dreams on every single person's heart are going to look different. They're going to look different for everyone. Because everyone looks different. But let's always be big dreamers. Whatever big is for you today. You know, that was always one of my challenges. Is that... I'd have a big dream, but I'd always ask myself, who am I to dream big? Who am I to dream big? I was always looking for that permission. Well, he has called us. He's given us permission. He's called us to be big dreamers. He's given us the permission when he called us to follow him, because the thing he called us to follow him into is something massive, something it's, it's, it's something that's impossible for us to do without him. Dare to believe. Dare to believe. Dare to dream the impossible and see where he takes you. Because essentially that's what it's about. It's not about getting him to follow you. This applies for all of life. But I think dreams are particularly important because that's what we give most of our time to. That's where we live most of our life, is the thing that we're passionate about, the thing that we're pursuing. It's not about you getting him to follow you. It's about you following him into it. So let's ask the question, why do we dream? Why do we dream? Ever thought that? Why do we dream? We dream because he dreams. It's part of his nature. It's part of his nature. And because we are made in his, whoa, because we are made in his image, we have the capacity for a God level kind of dreams. We have a capacity for a God level kind of dream. See, it's only humans made in the likeness and the image of God that dream. Scientists say that anim- animals dream, or at least a lot of animals dream. Um, I don't know about cockroaches, but you know, like dogs, that, that they dream. But it's not that kind of dream that we're speaking about. I'm not speaking about the dreams when we're asleep. 
We're talking about the kind of dreams that discover new worlds, the kind of dreams that invent new ways of doing things, that change how the world works, that build something bigger, that build something faster than has ever been built before. Dreams cause things to shift, don't they? They cause us to go from here to here. And as humans, we have this incredible capacity to dream, to see and imagine what is not, and bring it into existence. Nothing great ever happened. Nothing great ever happened without it being dreamt first. Nothing great ever happened without it being dreamt first. God has made humans with that incredible capacity to build cities and temples and colossal buildings, work metal into building machines, create works of art and beauty. And he's put that capacity within us that we could do something as, as incredible as go outside one day, and like they did in America, look up, look up at the moon, right? And say, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. That's incredible. It's unique to the human experience. You know, 20 years ago, I find this amazing, 20 years ago, if you were to say, everyone's going to have one of these in their pocket in 20 years, and it won't cost that much. You know, I think 20 years ago, my dad had like a landline in his car. That was like the extent of, that was the extent of um, mobile. Um, and, and, but more than that, you're going to be able to call anyone on the planet for virtually free. Incredible. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream. I have a dream and a dream for racial equality. William Wilberforce had a dream for the abolition of slavery. Votes for women, the suffragette movement, gender equality, and all the many people that have dreamt of that and moved that forward. Throughout history, Christians have been at the very forefront of social justice issues, challenging power, challenging the status quo, holding culture to account and saying, that isn't in line with the word of God. That's not in line with the kingdom. That isn't right. And change came because men and women dreamed and they dreamed big dreams. And those examples, they're just some of the big ones, aren't they? They're some of the ones we know, they kind of trip off the tongue. They're, they're big issues of kind of the last hundred years or so, or a few hundred years. But there are countless other dreams as well, at different sizes and different scales that have impacted the world. It's not just the big ones. People in small communities all over the world are dreaming dreams and bringing change into their communities. Seeing Sometimes maybe it's just for one person, but they see transformation. Dreams are important and your dreams are important. The thing that you'll notice as well is that God has given us this gift to be able to dream and work out our dreams with him or without him, right? It's not that we can only do it with him. It's with him or without him. It's just not a very good idea to do it without him. We know from the Tower of Babel and how that went. You know, they dreamt of building this tower to reach the heavens, to make a name for themselves and not for him. Doesn't mean that our dreams have to have this kind of overtly Christian stamp on it or be some kind of ministry. Although that's cool and that, that's great if it is. It doesn't have to be. But who are you glorifying? Where is your heart? 
Where's your heart at with the dream? So who is leading you into the dream? It's a big question. Who is leading you into the dream? Are you leading yourself? Is there a mentor or someone else saying, this is what you've got to do? Or is it the Holy Spirit? Is it you in your brilliance? You know, God gave you gifts, incredible gifts to use and employ. And many people on the earth, very capable people, are doing things all in their own strength. And they're doing amazing things. But I truly believe when we follow the Holy Spirit into a dream, being led by him, he can do more through our inability and insufficiency than we would ever be able to do through our ability. It's so tempting to get a dream and just run with it. Spend all that time saying, God, what's the right thing for me? Speak to me, God. Give me the revelation about the purpose and the thing I need to do now in the season or for my life or whatever it is. And then be like, thanks for that. Forget you. I know you're not bothered with this thing. And then try and run at it ourselves in our own strengths. But he wants to be intimately involved. He wants to be intimately involved. He wants to partner with you. We're called into a life led by the Holy Spirit, like we said a few weeks back. We're called into a life led by the Holy Spirit. It's Romans 8.14. We don't have the verse up for that. But it's those who are the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. He wants to be involved. And that means in our dreams as well. Will you let him lead you in your dreams? See, very likely you're going to be skilled. Very likely you're going to have abilities in this area that you want to pursue in the dream. And that makes sense. Being led by the Spirit doesn't mean that we don't work or put any kind of effort in, that we just sit back and let God do it all. That's not right. We're called to partner with him, be co-workers with God, not just sit back and let him do it all. What we do is just not drive the thing, but he guides us. It's him guiding us and not us. So we're own, we are only gonna see so far, and it's great to have vision, it's important to have vision, but we're only gonna see so far. Or maybe we see where we want, some place we wanna go, but we don't know all the twists and turns to how to get there. But if he's leading us, he will navigate the way. He'll take us to places right now even we can't see. And I shared a few weeks back when I spoke about being led by the Holy Spirit about actually as a church, because you all, we all make up the church, the importance of us being led in our lives by the Holy Spirit and us corporately as a church being led by the Holy Spirit. Because if, if it's just on me, for example, and I ignore the Holy Spirit to lead, we're not going to get to the place that God wants us to be. We'll get to a good place, get to a place that I can see or we can see in our humanity. But if we're going to reach the magnitude of what God's got, then I believe he's the only one who's going to show us the way to that place. Also, when we're doing something, when we're actively involved in a dream, the Holy Spirit reveals mysteries. We know this. We did a whole course on the prophetic, didn't we? The Holy Spirit reveals mysteries that a skill never could. He brings wisdom and ability that just 
loads and loads of time and experience maybe wouldn't know. When you're being led by the Holy Spirit in that dream, in your life, the whole playing field is completely changed. The Holy Spirit can be the inspirer, the director to inventors. Have you ever thought about things like this? Very practical, very on the ground. He can give new songs to musicians, product ideas to people developing products. It's like having, if you're a business person, it's like having the best business strategist in the house. What's the wisdom for the season ahead? What's he saying? Why would we ever not want to include him in the minute detail of the very technical stuff that we're doing? Trust me, he knows it better than you do. Even if you worked in it for decades, he knows your industry or the thing that you do, the problems you face better than you. I do remember a while back I shared a story from a cancer research lab. I think it was in California, it was in the States. And it was, I'd heard it through one of Sean Bowles's um, blogs and he shared that actually one of those guys was given a revelation from the Holy Spirit that moved their cancer research forward in three months what it would have taken them ten years to do very practical but he wants to be involved in the practical we all me and me included it's so easy it's part of our human nature lump it all on ourselves underestimate the limitless ways in which the Holy Spirit can lead us. The ho there is no limitation to the question that you can ask him. So I want to encourage you guys, get committed to a vision and a dream in your heart. And it, it may be a few visions. I know for many of you guys who, who are you're committed to the church, church is one of those things. Church is one of those visions that you're committed to. Look, we have a vision. We have a, a vision for where church is going. That's why at the end of the According to the Pattern the series, when we do the one-on-one -on -one kind of face-to-face -face talks, one of the questions is, do you, are you committed to the, the vision of the church? Are you on board with the vision? Do you know what the vision is? Have a vision as well for what God is building. We know Jesus is building his church. We know Jesus is working in the world through his church, doing all kinds of awesome things and I think here's a challenge get excited about what Jesus is building rather than building your thing and trying to get him to bless it that doesn't mean if it's not church or ministry that's not a, some, his thing but get excited about what Jesus is building rather than building your thing just hey I'm just going to do this and God bless this thing get on board be led into it. So if we're being led by the Holy Spirit in life and therefore also into our dreams, into our endeavors, you'll never get in that situation where you're just doing your thing and trying to get God to bless it. The Holy Spirit would only ever lead you into a God-given dream whether that is a ministry thing, whether that's a business, whether it's a job, whether it's a profession, whether it's just the next stage. What is he building in the earth? What's he building in you? What's he inviting you into? Where is he leading you? What's he doing that sets your heart ablaze? What excites you? What excites your heart? I think often we can think that, you know, if we're excited about something, then it shouldn't be the thing 
that God's calling us to do, the thing that God's calling us to do should be boring and challenging and hard and tough. You know, sometimes there are challenging moments in the thing God calls us into. But it just doesn't make sense, does it? He gave you your passions and he gave you your desires. He's the one who made you. He's the one who knit you together and made you as you are. What desire and passion has he put on your heart? What desire and passion has he put on your heart? Because I guarantee it makes sense for you to walk in that. Unless it's from a very bad place. It's like, I'm really passionate about killing people. It's probably not God. You probably need deliverance and prayer rather than walking the Holy Spirit in that thing. But actually, what is that good passion, that good desire in your heart? That may mean starting something. It may mean joining something. It may mean something that you're getting paid for, like a profession or a job. It may be something that's outside of paid work, but that's the dream in your heart. It may be something that functions within the church. It's a ministry within the church. It may be something that's outside the church. We need to watch our hearts. We need to watch our hearts with our dream. When it comes to dreams, and maybe some of you guys who've pursued dreams, you've experienced this kind of thing. When it comes to dreams, we need to watch our hearts because we as humans have this tendency to put things that we're doing up on a pedestal, to want to own it. That's my thing. That's what I find my identity in. We need to guard our hearts that these dreams don't become our gods. How easy it can be for the thing that we are doing to direct our lives. But as Paul says in Corinthians, you know, that actually let the Holy Spirit direct your lives. We need to let the Holy Spirit direct our lives. How easy can it be to let our self-worth, our self-esteem be wrapped up in the success of the dream rather than what he says about us. Our identity has to be in him. See, being led by the Holy Spirit into our dreams will constantly remind us day in and day out of who we are, of who he is, that this endeavor is all for him and it's all about him. It's for his glory, not for your glory. It will constantly remind you, you know, you're a child of God. The enemy will always, if he can't get you to not even start your dream, he will always get you to try and make your dream your God. And I've seen the enemy really mess with people in this area of purpose and calling, and they get turned around and confused and find themselves trying to find purpose and identity in some grand task that God is calling them to. Well, the truth is, we don't find our identity in the dream. We find it in Christ. We don't find our identity in the dream. We find it in Christ. And for us in, in this age, it's really an age of individualism, of self-realization, of self-determination. That's something that can be easily missed. It can be hard because we're all looking. Many people are looking for a purpose. They're something to identify them. And we find ourselves looking within ourselves. For that doing personality tests and all this kind of stuff which at some level actually has some kind of merit on for understanding how God's made you but sometimes we look to those things to find our purpose rather than the Holy Spirit to lead us into it see sometimes we have a burning desire and it's so obvious it's just so obvious that's 
what our calling is. You know, sometimes you meet people and they're a nurse and they said, you know, since I was eight, I've always wanted to be a nurse. And there's just everything in me has always wanted to be that. That's awesome. That's, that's a God-given desire in their heart. But sometimes he'll call you to something and you don't realize how great it is for you. Sometimes you'll get that thing and you'll think, wow, really? It won't be like, yes, like that. It's a journey. The last thing, this is reassuring, the last thing I wanted to be was a pastor. People ask me over a number of times growing up, would you want to be a pastor? And I've always said, no, I would be terrible. But stepping out to come here, the thing that particularly terrified me, I mean actually afraid, was having to prepare to speak every Sunday and preaching every single Sunday. Probably only four years or five years before even leaving, leaving Edinburgh to come here, I remember sitting in a home group and watching a guy just speak to 12 people. It wasn't preaching, just like, hi, welcome. And I remember thinking to myself, I can't, I can't understand. I can't get how he's able to do that and not kind of crumble. <clears throat> so yeah, Jess and I didn't come to this place or come out here church planting because we saw it within us. Or even particularly when God called that we really saw that within us. We came because the Holy Spirit called it out of us. He called it out of us. We came to Hong Kong to plant Destiny Church led by the Holy Spirit. Many of you guys have been on the journey. And do you know what? Now, and actually for, for many years, I love being a pastor. I love being a pastor. And I particularly love preaching. I particularly love sharing the Word of God. It sets my heart on fire. I love it. But I wouldn't have known that. And all those people who said, would you like to do that? I'd have always said, no. So sometimes we don't know. And the truths about being led by the Holy Spirit, about not finding our identity in the dream, but rather in Christ, is something that's a constant journey. A constant journey. It's not a one-off. It's something that we need to be constantly refocusing on the Holy Spirit. The bigger we go, grow, this is a challenge for me, the bigger we grow as a church, the better we do as a church, the more, the more maybe folk in the UK say, well done, well done, James. That's really, you, like, it's great, it's growing. So much more harder to not put my self-worth or my identity within the thing that God's doing here. And I need to be on top of that. You guys keep me accountable to that. But the truth is that if any aspect of my identity is put in something other than Jesus, is put in something other than Christ, how dangerous that is. How dangerous that is. What fragile ground I'll put my life upon. What fragile ground my life will be built upon. Because if it is on the success of the church, then really it's what I'm saying is I put my entire self-esteem and my entire... Um, mental and emotional well-being on you guys, which isn't fair on you. It'd be ridiculous as well, wouldn't it? It's in who I am, in him. And so that's the warning for business owners, for church planters, ministry starters, professionals, even mums, even mums who can find their identity in their kids. 
Whoever you are, whatever you do, and wherever the Holy Spirit leads you, your identity needs to be in Him, in Jesus. A life led by the Holy Spirit will be a life where the Holy Spirit will constantly affirm your true and higher identity, constantly affirming it. That's why it's the only safe way to walk into these dreams. Child of God. Because when you get up every morning, you go to do this awesome thing, and actually people are saying, that is incredible what you're doing. And you get up and actually it's declared over you, not business owner, not great successful entrepreneur, or whatever. It's not amazing mum. But every morning you're getting in that space, and all you hear is, child of God, dearly beloved of the Father. And the Holy Spirit reveals the fatherhood of God to us, doesn't he? He reveals the fatherhood of God to us. There is no more solid, immovable foundation for you to step out into your destiny on than being led by the Holy Spirit. Jesus came, what did he say? He said, I have come to bring them life and life in all its fullness. He paid the price of the gospel. He paid the price for our sin upon the cross. God the Father poured out his wrath upon sin on God the Son so that you could be declared righteous. Sin is dealt with. Jesus did that. Jesus did that on the cross. And now he calls humanity into this new life in him. We call that being born again. We call it being born again, where the Holy Spirit, the spirit of life, immerses you in Christ. And you come alive in Christ. That You're filled with the Holy Spirit. You become this new creation, an adopted child of God, part of the family of God, being led by the Holy Spirit into life, not to be, not just to carry on the same life or just try and follow some rules and rock up to church on a Sunday. It's not a mundane life. It's not a mundane life. This is a life, the life Jesus speaks about that he's brought, filled with the Holy Spirit, is a life of power. It's a life of wonder, a life of adventure, where God leads them on. It's not a life where, okay, we'll come to you on Sunday, and then in our own effort and our own strength, we just try and force things ahead through the week. What dreams and exploits would those people do upon the earth that are led by the Holy Spirit? That's us. What dreams and exploits would we do? See, I'm a big dreamer. I'm an optimist. But I found one of my greatest challenges is to not limit what God wants to do through me, not limit what God can do through my life. It's a big challenge. Because actually, sometimes the limitations of what God's doing is not him imposing it on us. It's us imposing it on him. See, this life we have been saved to and are led by the Holy Spirit in is a life of fullness. It's incredible, a life of fullness. A big portion of our time spent in life is living out that dream or vision, is living out the vision you have for life. It's living out the vision and the dream that God's put on your heart. It's what we do. It's how we spend our time. Right? It's how we spend our time. It's a very significant part of this life led by the Holy Spirit. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, you're listening on the podcast, you're here today. If you've never made that decision to make him Lord of your life, do it today. We're going to pray at the end, but you can do it right now. Just between you and him, as I'm speaking, you can just share and say, 
Jesus, I want your salvation. Jesus, I make you king in my life. I want to make you king today. I want to follow you today. I want to start that journey with you today. Just say it to him. We are led into destiny as we are led by the Holy Spirit. We're led into destiny as we're led by the Holy Spirit. If we are the children of God, led by the Holy Spirit, he will lead us into what Jesus is doing. It's just what he's going to do. And I believe in his magnificence. It's the very thing that will set your heart alive. The thing he leads you into isn't going to cause you to be like, oh no, God, have you got this for me? Oh, you know, he knows you. He loves you. He wants to lead you into a place where sometimes we try, I've found in life, when I try and do it, I get what I want. And when I let God lead, I get what he wants for me. And what I want and what he wants for me are worlds apart. And usually what he wants for me is far better than what I want. Because I think I want this when actually what he's bringing me into is something I can't even imagine. It's far better. Or maybe something I wouldn't even dare to hope for. Feel, you know, could I even ask for that? Let him lead you. We're children of God, led by the Holy Spirit. He will lead us into everything that Jesus is doing. Even if, like me, you don't realize at the time. It may be something that your heart's alive with. It may be something like me that you don't really realize at the time, but you're feeling God's just leading you in that road. Could be anything. There are no limits to God. It's not just I keep stressing this because sometimes I think in church, it's like James is talking about dreams and visions. It's got to be either start a church or operation mobilization. They're the two options, you know, but it can be anything. There are no limits to God. God will out imagine you in how he can lead your life and how he can remember that verse about we now we've been saved by the spirit of God. Now we must let the spirit of God control us. He can lead you into incredible places. It could be a job working for a secular company. You may be the, the very court, the, the light in that place, going to the top of your profession in that place. It could be starting something. It could be serving something. We're all made different. We're all called to be and do different things. We need to be careful not to try and manufacture the dream out of a kind of desperation to find purpose and I, I put this in here because I know sometimes with church and God's got a dream for you God's got a plan for you sometimes it can be like ah I, I need to find that I need to find that thing and sometimes I think the church has done a disservice to the people that in the zeal sometimes from the pulpit encouraging people and the the desire to see people living in their destiny we encourage people towards a dream before teaching them to be led by the holy spirit because the holy spirit's the one who will lead you into the dream you don't need to agonize over what the dream is and purpose and calling in life and all this stuff and be led by the holy spirit be led by the holy spirit and in the perfect time he will lead you he will lead you into it. Life being led by the Holy Spirit. That's what it's about. As he leads, you'll find that the dream comes. And the way ahead is suddenly clear. It's just... Doo -doo -doo. 
because actually you're not trying to find something in your own effort and your own strength, but you're just resting in Him because it's more, it's not about purpose, it's about presence. And as you're with Him and next to, next to Him and you're submitting your life to Him and letting Him work in you and lead you, He will, and making yourself available and being obedient to Him, He will lead you into places you can't even imagine. And also remember the dream may not look like what the world says great success and great, great dreams look like. Sometimes they may do, and that's great. But sometimes it's not. So I, th- I think there's probably a lot of people, this, this dream for, church, for planting the church here, there's a bunch of people I know close to me, like family and friends, who would not see that as any form of success. But you know, when you're being led by him, and you see God's joy over your life and you experience the Holy Spirit and you feel him and you know him because you're intimately in relationship with him, no other, no other opinion lands. It's like, okay, that his love for them is, overflows more than their maybe offense or discounting towards you. So the Holy Spirit will lead you into destiny. And as you hold that, a big question is, do you believe it? Do you believe that? Because if you do, then everything else in our thinking and in our doing in our lives has to line up with that. Our faith has to line up with that. First and foremost, what do do you see? What do you see? Because if we say, you know, we believe the Holy Spirit's going to lead us into destiny, into our destiny, but then all of our thought life is negative and and doubting and all our actions are against that and and you never actually spend any time to spend any time with the holy spirit then you're probably not going to get there if you're believing something wrong that you're nothing special it means you probably don't believe actually that the holy spirit is going to lead you into your destiny or maybe that he could but it's not for you so you've got to challenge that and make sure that your mind and your thinking and your action lines up with what you believe. What you see needs to line up with what the Spirit is saying to you. When you look to your future, what is it you see? When you look to the future, what do you see? God's interest in it. Some see darkness and hopelessness and trouble and strife, but they are not the words of the kingdom. They are certainly not the words of the Holy Spirit speaking into your heart. Situations may be challenging because of decisions maybe that you made, decisions that other people have made. But the Holy Spirit will always lead us into victory. As you walk in that, He will lead you through those challenging times, lead you through those dark times. We need to be a people who see the abundant life that Jesus brought for us, that fullness of life, that even in the midst of challenge, We continue walking because we know there's breakthrough. What paradigm are you seeing in? What paradigm are you believing in? Some see in the way the world works. Some see in the way the kingdom works. And the more you see and you live out of the way that the kingdom works, actually the stranger conversations you'll have with people because your whole thought process and everything and things that concern you and things like that will be completely different from those in the world. We will always head towards what we're looking at. 
That's why it's so important to be led by him so that we're walking towards and we're looking at what he is looking at. We've got this incredible privilege as the children of God to partner, to be co-workers with him and to be led by him. Let's talk about obstacles. Some of you guys, I'm sure, have experienced these. I know I have. That there are obstacles to dreams and visions. There are obstacles to dreams and visions. It's probably a more extensive list than this as well. Our vision for the future can so easily be slowed and can be torn down by our past, by our history. Maybe you messed up massively in the past and you've discounted yourself and said, God can't do anything with me. I'm spoiled goods. Or think, I just can't do that. Or maybe I don't deserve to do that. And inadvertently, with those things going on in, in your head, you're putting a stopper on what God wants to do in you and through you. Some of the most amazing ministries in the world are started by people who've completely messed up and have found the grace of God. Sometimes false words as well. False words spoken over you for years and years by friends and family. They're the ones who, whose words can land the most and cause the most impact. Where actually we begin to believe it. I'm no good at anything. I'll never amount to anything. Well, you know what? With God, all things are possible. What, what, what are you telling yourself which is a lie that isn't in line with the kingdom? See, culture may say, someone like you, someone like you can't do something like that. But God says you can. God says you can. He says that you're here for such a time as this. In fact, just like Esther, that line or that verse is from Esther, isn't it? Maybe you were born for such a time as this. Just as Esther was transformed from a normal Jewish girl to the queen in the most powerful empire in the world at the time, so too has God Almighty transformed someone like you into someone like him. Isn't that incredible? Making you a child of God, part of a royal family, that you are now a new creation with a new identity, connected to Jesus and called to follow the Spirit of God into your life. What a life that is. What a life that is. When you're connected to Jesus, being led with, by the Holy Spirit, anything's possible. Anything is possible. Dreams are powerful. And you'll hear that in motivational talks and things like that all over the world. Dreams are powerful. It's true. But a person led by the Holy Spirit into a dream is another level of power. It's another level of power. What's your vision? What's your dream? Andrew Owen often says, we only get one life, so let's make it a life worth living. I think one of the main reasons people don't go after, don't go after things is because of fear. It's because of fear. Fear of failing. Fear of the unknown. Fear of criticism. Fear of so much. 
fear is I hate fear I don't hate a lot of stuff but I really hate fear because fear is such a barrier to block people and to tie people up Les Brown he once said this he's a motivational speaker from the US and he said the graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled the books that were never written the songs that were never sung it's the next slide Rickett it's the, the songs that were never sung the inventions that were never shared the cures that were never discovered all because someone was too afraid to take that first step keep with the problem or determined to carry out their dream sobering right the graveyard is the richest place on earth and that's why we must must be led by the Holy Spirit because we haven't been given a spirit of fear we haven't been given a spirit of fear but fear is what locks up and stops so many people stops so many Christians 2 Timothy 1.7 for God has not given us 2 Timothy 1.7 for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity that's you and I that's us God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power and love and self-discipline we've been given the Holy Spirit he's the spirit of love of power of self-discipline there is no fear in him there is no fear in him I don't want for any of you to go into eternity with things that God dreams for you and dreams you have for yourself dreams that he's put inside you that you would go into eternity with things still in you that God needed to bring out of you that God needed to bring out into the world but they were stolen by fear so that's why it's so important guys encourage each other find out each other's dreams and if they're crazy and unattainable good encourage people don't, oh, that's probably not going to happen don't say things like that don't rain negativity down say awesome I'm going to pray for you what's the Holy Spirit saying to you challenge them are you listening to the Holy Spirit are you listening to the Holy Spirit so where is he leading you you only get one life so make it a life worth living your vision and I think this is quite sobering but your vision your dream what you see will define you won't define your identity because your identity is in him but at the end of your life when you look back the things you did the adventures that you had all come back to that question what do you see who's leading you you decide what kind of life it's going to be to a certain extent will it be a life led by the Holy Spirit or not we have the amazing grace given to us to be able to choose that the decisions we make today they're going to reflect the life that we have tomorrow the life that we're living tomorrow we're not victims of fate or circumstance that so we have vision and we move forwards and move forward into that led by the Holy Spirit it doesn't mean does it that we won't have challenges that's life it doesn't mean we won't have upset and disappointment because often that's caused by other people messing up and impacting us we're relational we live together and so often maybe you'll upset others and others will upset you and that's part of the journey and the Holy Spirit working in us so we love each other and move forward together but it is an awesome and a full life 
Matthew 12, 35 says, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. It's an interesting verse. What good is stored up in you? It's not speaking about karma, just in case anyone was worrying. It's not speaking about karma, okay? Do we have good hopes and beliefs in us? Are they stored in us? Are they positive and in line with God? In line with the Word of God? Or against them? What's your inner narrative? Are you, to yourself, are you speaking in line with the Word of God or against it? It's so important that we are speaking and that we're thinking in line with the Word of God. The, the enemy will always try and make the words that come out of your mouth, however kind of flippant and inadvertent and, oh, I don't really mean that, actually speak against the Word of God. I'm not too sure. That fear, I'm not too sure if God's going to come through on this one. He promised he'd come through. Do we have good disciplines? It's a spirit of discipline. We, we know that Good disciplines within us bring about good things. We know that. Self-control, self-discipline, it's one of the fruit of the Spirit that he's producing in us, that actually as we're led by him, that that will be produced in us. Because he's not going to, as we're led, he's not going to lead us into bad disciplines. He's going to, or out, out of, into, um, into not having any self-control. It's going to lead us into self-control. It's so important for this fullness of life. Just even a few things like reading the word, prayer, meditation, giving time with God just to be there, to listen to the Holy Spirit. It's important for our spiritual health. Eating properly, exercise, sleep, which I'm rubbish at at the moment, not always because of my fault. But that's important for our physical health. So with regard to living out and walking out a dream, we need good disciplines. There's practical sides. Giving time to being led by the Holy Spirit. Perseverance, patience, determination. Grace, grace, especially if what you're feeling led into is dealing with people. Grace. Keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus and his kingdom, not on the thing, not on the dream itself. So no one makes this happen for you. That can be hard to hear. God needs you to get in agreement with him. You have freedom, the amazing freedom we have, but you have freedom to choose to do what you want, to do nothing, procrastinate, or to follow him. To follow him. Wake up, say, Holy Spirit, where are we going today? What's happening today? So if Jess and I, we had a choice not to come to Hong Kong. We had a choice not to be here. If we didn't come to Hong Kong when he called, there probably wouldn't be a Destiny Church here. Can't say that for certain. But they didn't want to. They weren't saying, we're planting one, do you want to go? It was, it was we felt God say go. It certainly wouldn't be us here. But also, you know, on the flip side of things, if I had actually listened to God and been, just being honest with you guys, if I had been led by the Holy Spirit 100% of the time, we would be further on in the journey than where we're at now. There had been certain times God said, do this, and I've kind of half done it. You remember the story about diving into the abyss and like, trust me, go full time. And I kind of went part time and slid down the edge like this for a year. You know? 
we're all learning and actually there's grace in that if you feel God told me to do this and I didn't do it have I lost the dream James no God can bring redemption remember that whole story if you've been here for a while you'll have heard me tell the story about God told me to do that to do Bible college and I like Jonah ran away from him but I went to Belgium instead of to sea so and he but he brought me back and I did a year later I, he called me to do Bible college again and I did that he has a lot of grace he has a lot of patience but we get to choose, which is exciting because it's real and it's raw and we're doing life with him and we're seeing real things happen. But it can also be a bit daunting. We have been given dominion on the earth. We can bring forth good from the good stored up in us, those visions and those God-given dreams that will see the world changed. What will be brought forth out of the good stored up in you? out of the goods stored up in your heart. What is there for you to bring forth today or in this coming season? What's the dream in your heart? And most importantly, will you let the Holy Spirit lead you in the dream? Will you let the Holy Spirit lead you in the dream? We're just going to have a response time now. Sir, could I invite you to come back up? Guys, we're going to have a bit of a response time. And um, you may be living the dream right now you may be living in that thing that you you've dreamt of that you want to do right now and you know that you're doing what god's led you to and today maybe it's just a reminder a call back to that path of being led by the holy spirit or maybe you're in it and you're you're at a you're at a block you're blocked and and you're suddenly thinking actually i've never even asked the holy spirit what's the way through this Maybe you have a vision, but you've never thought about being led into it by the Holy Spirit. You've kind of held this for a long time and you thought, I don't know how to move forward in this thing. And I've asked people and it's just so big for me. I've got a heart for this. I want to see this thing happen, but I don't know how to do that. If that's you, I'd like to invite you just now between you and God, just spend some time. He knows your vision. But just spend some time giving him the vision, telling him the vision, hearing what he has to say to you. Just listen to what he has to say. Make a commitment to say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to let you lead in this. If you weren't here a few weeks back and you say, actually, I don't let the Holy Spirit lead in my life. I know the Holy Spirit and he turns up occasionally and makes me feel tingly but I don't actually let him lead in my life. I want to challenge you right now to make that decision just to come before God, you and him, and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry for any of the time I wasted. God, I just want, I want, just lead my life. And make that decision just to get before him, listen to him, spend time in his presence, to be led by him day in and day out. If you're here or listening on the podcast and you want to make that decision to receive salvation today, maybe you prayed it earlier during the, during the sermon. I want to give you that opportunity. And if you're, if you're here right now or listening on the podcast, I'm going to pray. Just pray the sentences after me. You can pray under your breath. And I'm not going to call you out at the end. I'm not going to embarrass you. But as everyone's eyes are closed, because I'd love to connect with you afterwards, I'm just going to ask you just to pop your hand in the air. 
So this, if that's you, if you want to receive salvation, if you want to, if you want to receive Jesus today, you want to start a journey with God today, start a relationship with God today, just pray this after me. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Jesus, I choose to make you Lord of my life today. Thank you for paying the price for my sin on the cross. I believe you are my saviour. The son of God. And I choose to follow you from this day forward. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Amen. Guys, just keep your eyes closed, heads bowed. And, so, and if that was you, just as everyone's eyes are closed and heads are bowed, if that was you in this room, please just pop your hand up in the air. If you're listening on the podcast and you prayed that prayer, send us a message. We'd love to connect with you, love to support you, maybe connect you into a church in your local area, wherever, wherever you happen to be living in the world. We're just going to come round now and pray for folks. If you would specifically like prayer for something, if you just put your, your hands just in your, in your laps, and have your, your hands open and palms facing up. We'll just know just to come and come to you specifically. I'm just going to pray and, um, and then we'll, we'll just we'll pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you that, that you are the mighty one. Lord, I thank you that you do not call us into a boring and mundane life. Jesus, I thank you that you came to bring us life and fullness of life. But Holy Spirit, we can follow you into adventures and wonders untold. I thank you for the joy that is before each person here and just the, the, incredible, the, inc the incredible honor and privilege it is to lead life with you. Lord, I pray many people would come to faith because of the dreams in this place, God. Lord, I pray many people are blessed because of the dreams in this place. Lord. I speak against fear in Jesus' name that that would just be broken in this place as we walk with you, Holy Spirit, that you just working in us and through us would just cast out all that fear. And guys, I just bless you with the peace of the Prince of Peace. I just bless you with the love of the Holy Spirit that you would just be bold. I bless you with boldness to step out into the things that he is calling you to calling you into. In your mighty name. Amen.